Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Bermanology on LettermanRow.com. I am your host, Jeremy Birmingham. You can call me Berm. With me today is Jake Seibert, the Ohio State 2020 commitment kicker from Cincinnati LaSalle High School. Jake, welcome to the show. Thank you. I don't like to spend a lot of time, uh, you know, talking small talk, so let's just dive into it. How have the last few months been for you since you committed? What... um, you know, are there any other schools that have tried to convince you to, to step away from that commitment based on the fact that you are planning to gray shirt at Ohio State? Um, no, actually, once I committed, um, everybody really kind of just like let me go because they know Ohio State's the place I want to be at. Now, what ultimately made that decision for you? Because I think that people assume that, you know, as an Ohio guy, and we've talked and have written on Letterman Row about you in the past, about that was that was the dream, of course. But, you know, there is a, a difficult decision to be made when other schools are offering you money to be a scholarship player immediately, and Ohio State didn't. And I know that there are other players in the state of Ohio that have had that same opportunity. Um, some guys that are Buckeye legacies that have had that same opportunity and decided not to. What is it about Ohio State and the program um, that made you think and your family decide that that was the right decision? Um, I love all the players there. I've, I've gotten to meet all of them. And then um, Coach Barnes is a really special dude. Coach Day, I've been really getting to know him um, recently just through phone calls and texts and stuff. And um, my family, my uncle lives up there in Columbus, so it's it's a really good location for my family. Um, probably one of the best possible locations. It's not too far, but it's close enough to where I can get all my family up there to watch me whenever. Is that is it part of the decision? Obviously, Drew Crispin, who is a is Cincinnati LaSalle Lancer like yourself. Uh, Liam McCullough, the Buckeyes long snapper, Rowan McCullough, his brother, they've all decided to do the same thing. They've all gone through and gray-shirted and and then went ahead and, and played the next year. What is it or how much in the way of um, conversation have you had with that group since you committed and what has been their their role in, in, in the decision that you've made? Um, well, Drew's helped me out a lot. Um, like I, I told you before, I went up there and hung out with them for a little while and uh, just got to talk to him about Ohio State and how, how his journey was. And um, I've also been kind of connecting with some of the guys recently. Now that I'm going to the games, I'm able to talk to them after. I'm actually going to stay uh, next weekend with one of them. I'm not sure, but I'm going to stay next weekend like, when they play UC and just hang out with them, get to know them a little more. Now, uh, you, you mentioned the games. You were at the game this past weekend against Florida Atlantic. Um, you, you're starting to build that relationship. You mentioned Matt Barnes, and, and he's a guy that a lot of Ohio State fans still, uh, he's been with the program now, you know, nine months. A lot of people still don't know much about him. You know, we at, at the fans are always asking about the coaches. And as somebody who f- talks recruiting with you guys, I generally t- hear more about Jeff Halfley and, and Al Washington and Tony Alford and Brian Hartline and all these other guys. But you work directly with Matt Barnes. Um, what is it about him that makes him a successful um leader in, in that group? And what is it about him as a recruiter that you found a connection with? Um, I really think that he just he cares about his recruits. He cares about his players. Um, whenever I whenever I get to see him, he's always all upbeat, excited to see me, and um, he's just a really great dude. Um, 
like I said, before I had even met him, um, he was giving me heartfelt talks pretty much, trying to get me to go to Ohio State. So he's just a really down-to-earth guy. Was there ever a moment when you thought to yourself, I'm going to go to UCLA or I'm going to go anywhere? I mean, you, you knew that Ohio State was was talking about the gray shirt thing internally. You knew that for a while. You knew that there had been some discussion about how to figure out a way to get a kicker into this class because they know they need one. What what sort of internal discussions did you have to have in your family to make sure that this was the right choice? Um, just one of those things. Obviously, money is a big thing. Um, I wasn't I wasn't sure how much I'd be paying. What I, like if it would be bad, but I think. My family's pretty well off, and we'll we'll be able to take care of it, you know, without any issues. For the un for the uninitiated, can you explain the gray shirt process and exactly what that means for you when you enroll at Ohio, when you enroll, when you go on scholarship, and, and so on and so forth? Because I don't think a lot of people fully understand it from your perspective. Um, so the situation is. I'll be coming probably in the summer and June, like most of the guys did this year. And then I will be technically a preferred walk-on um, until the end of the first semester. And then I'll be on full scholarship after that. But there is a possibility that I will be able to get on scholarship before that. Just based on if any, uh, what other things open up within the, the roster? Yes. We uh, who follow Ohio State football have gotten to know in the last handful of years that the specialists are very different types of guys, right? There's the bottle flipping. There's the trick shot, long snapping. There's all those other things. There's Blake and his very dry sense of humor that people don't really understand. Who are you? What, 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 What is your role? Because you have to have a niche, right, to fit into that group. Right now, I'm not sure. I'm going to need to find something, though, obviously. Has Drew, has Drew tried to turn you into a bottle flipper, or are you working on, like, you know, hacky sack or some other sort of, you know, um, weird skill that nobody has? Uh, no, I, I got some in the works, but I can't tell you. It's a, it's a secret right now. Oh, big, big, big news coming up. As a as a kicker, people sort of assume that you're not an athlete. Can you break down what else you do uh, on the football field, how you've gotten to this point in your life, and uh, as far as your football talent? Because I, I, I wonder, I always wonder, when did you make the decision to be a kicker? Um, so I've actually played, uh, I've played basketball, I've played soccer, played baseball. I actually played baseball up until last year. So, um, um, I decided that, that I really liked kicking. Um, maybe in like sixth, seventh grade, I had actually stopped playing soccer then, and I was playing football. And um, after practices and before practices too, I'd be kicking just like nonstop, and I really liked it. And everybody noticed that I had a pretty big leg, so that was a big factor. Your career long field goal? Um, in games, only forty-seven. Where can you hit from in practice? Have you felt yourself? How do, how do you get better as a kicker? What do you do? like? Again, I think that the position is so fascinating because people assume that it's anybody can do it, but obviously nobody really can do it because it's so such a specialized skill. How do you get better as a kicker? Uh, you got to work on little things. Like um, I 
I've been working on trying to swing up more instead of across my body. Just uh, trying to keep my shoulder back, trying to finish downfield more. Um, there's just a ton of little things that you can do to be more consistent because consistency is the most important thing in kicking. Because if you go out on the field, or you can practice all the time and just um, make them without any pressure, but if you can't go out on the field um, and get it done, then it's not going to do anything for you. It's like a golf swing or a free throw. Like You have to do the yeah. same thing every single time. Mm-hmm. When we, we had a chance a few weeks ago to speak to the Ohio State specialists after a practice, and uh, Blake was talking to the media, and he brought up basically the fact that routine was obviously the most important thing that he felt uh, he needed to keep working on. But how do you as a kicker keep yourself mentally, I don't want to say sharp, because I know you're constantly paying attention to game situations and all that, but how do you how do you process a bad kick and how do you fix it for the next one? Um. In, in a game, you try not to overthink it because the more you think about the last kick, the the more likely you are to struggle on the next ones. So you got to try to just clear your head and forget about it. Focus on the things that you have learned and know you can do. Because obviously being a kicker at Ohio State, um, you're obviously pretty good. So you'll be able to fix it and make the next one. And Again, you went to the Ohio State-Florida Atlantic game this weekend. You had a chance to spend some time with Paris Johnson and some of the other commitments. How much conversation is there with you as a, as a commit with the other commits right now based on the gray shirt status? Is that, I mean, nobody's, nobody's putting you on the outside and saying, oh, we don't want to talk to Jake, but like, how, how are those relationships? Um, I talk to Paris every, every once in a while whenever I see him, just say, just say what's up. Um, I talk to Jacob James every once in a while, um, Joe Royer, just mainly Cincinnati guys. I haven't really got to meet more of the guys from outside of the Cincinnati area, but um, hopefully that'll change once I get up, get up to more games. Are you going to take an official visit to the school, or is that not something you're going to be doing? Um, I believe I will, but I haven't set any plans for an official visit yet. If you could give one bit of advice, Jake, to young people who want to play football and, and want to be kickers, what is it? Um, you just gotta, you just gotta learn how to take care of your bodies and be able to go out and work every single day. Um, you, you want to be able to practice. You don't want to overkick because that'll that'll just tear you down, wear you down. And um, so you just gotta learn how to take care of your body, stretch every day. That's a really important thing to do. And then you also want to be able to, you want to have that grit to be able to go out and work. When I was in high school, I, I played baseball more than anything else, and. I, all I did was pitch, right? I, I, I was a terrible hitter. I had three at-bats in four years of high school baseball. I was not somebody that I, I didn't play the field. I couldn't do anything else, but I could pitch. And there were so many times when I started to feel like I had to do more, right? So, like, yeah. even though all I was doing was pitching, I would just go, like, well, I'm going to throw today no matter what. I, I have to throw today no matter what. Because, I'm to me, I'm watching my teammates do all the other work, and I'm just sitting there in the dugout or running around the track, right? So is there, a, is there any part of you that's like has to almost dial it down or reel yourself in to, to understand that your role is important, even if it's not something people view as traditionally uh, as instrumental on the field? Oh, yeah, that's, that's a big factor. Like, um, every once in a while when I'm trying to fix a little thing, it's not really going my way. 
I, I do tend to try to kick a little more and try to get it fixed up. Um, so that's one of the things I've been trying to work on is to dial it down and try to control myself so I'm not overkicking and wearing down my leg. Is there, has there been a moment yet or, you know, maybe it hasn't hit you, but like, do you ever stop to think that you're going to be playing football at Ohio State and how that changes your life? Um, yeah, it's, it's a it's a big thing. Um, going from playing in front of, like, 2,000 people to 100,000, that's obviously a big change. But um, that's why I'm going out working every day so that I can be more consistent and I don't have to change anything out on the field. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know how you practice that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. th- there's no real way to do that until you do that. So, mm-hmm. well, listen, Jake, I appreciate you taking the time today to, to join us on Bermanology on Letterman Row. I am Jeremy Birmingham. That is Jake Seibert. Thanks for watching this episode. We'll see you next time.